0: welcome 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 episode number 28 of mad about hoops is here everybody man what a time i know we're still doing this virtually but it has been so much fun watching all of this red hot college hoops action all over the tv i'm timmy hall he's evil bald colin you gotta be loving it just as much man Yeah,
1: Tim, it's been a very good first week or so, and uh, I I think we fall into the trap every single year of kind of the same rhythm with how teams perform, how we evaluate teams within at least the first month, let alone the first week, Uh, but it it feels very similar to how years start, so that's interesting to see how that's gone so far, Um, but at at this point, I I think Gonzaga is the team we're going to talk about a lot today. I Mm, can't wait to hear about that. Baylor, a little bit surprising, even though they were number two, they surprised me in a lot of ways against Illinois. So I can't wait to talk about that. Oh, okay, and yeah, just just because they had two phases of the game, they were really good at not just one. So that's gonna be really interesting to
0: follow, and I see, I, uh, I can't wait to see what you have to say about it. I'm gonna have a lot to say about all of it. I've got one particular guy as well that I'm gonna tab my All Star of the Week. And it was a team. He plays for a team that I think you were trying to poo poo a little bit. Now, I've I've definitely got a connection to this college basketball team as well. So look for that. We cannot wait to ramp this thing up. We've got mid-major flavors on this podcast. We've got some good ones. We've got college basketball encounters at the dentist. Yes, the dentist doesn't have to be a bad place. So, we'll tell you some of those stories as well. It's all coming up, episode 28 of Mad About Hoops.
1: 5 to go. Lewis has been
0: awesome. Let's it go. Benito! Inbounds Turner, left side of the backcourt. Turner crossed the timeline, throws it from high on the right. He, he makes it! it. He hit it, he it, it! Turner. It! He hit it just inside a half court. Leans on the other wing. Fine. Oh, oh! 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 Set it in, Jerome. College basketball. This is March Madness. This is just so wonderful. This is so great. Welcome everybody. To Matt about hoops, we're going to be here for you for a half an hour, maybe a little bit longer to just talk about a, a jam-packed opening week of college basketball. We are coming to you on December 3rd, a little bit after 3 p.m. And, and Evil, I have loved all of the day basketball, even even some of the teams that aren't in holiday tournaments, they have still gotten to feel that day basketball atmosphere and, you know, being on TV at either, you know, 1 p.m., 3 p.m., in certain cases in the morning, it's just been awesome.
1: Yeah, you know, I saw a guy like Rothstein kind of say, this kind of feels like the first weekend of March Madness. And I, I can't blame him because you, you yes. kind of get that feel of getting games tipping off around 1, one thirty, two o'clock, whatever you want to put it at. But it, I, I think it's a good change. like. I don't know exactly, maybe some of the reasons, maybe it's kind of a arena purposes, maybe because you don't have fans in the stands, so what's the point of putting it in the primetime slot if you're not worrying about fans getting off of work and then coming to your games? I think that's had a positive uh, turn to how you get viewers to watch games all day long, and I think for just the hardcore fans,
0: it's really It's a, it's a good thing to see. It's like the shopping mall, you know, for people that actually still can stomach going to a shopping mall. There's something for everybody. <laughs> right. There is a store that is going to suit your interests. If you're a shoe guy, you can, you know, go to the go to the DSW warehouse. That, that's redundant. The DSW. If you're a sports guy, you can go to Models or the Sports Authority, something like that. There's there's mid majors on mid majors. There's mid majors taking on big dogs. There's big dogs taking on big dogs. There's holiday tournaments, there's teams that couldn't play in them that are just playing in their home gym, there's teams that have moved away from their regular home gym to play at a different kind of facility on their campus because of scheduling and things, there is just something for everybody. Let's wait no further though, Let's we love our mid-majors, and we'll get to those, let's start, Evil, with some of the, the schools you were just talking about in the open the big dogs. I actually just looked at my bracket. I have a chalkboard in my basement. It was one of those cool things you could do. You know, I bought a bunch of chalkboard paint, and the plan is to someday put, like, a little wooden sill, or I, I wanted I wanted to wait on it, Colin, and do it right and get, like, a really fine piece of wood so I can make sort of a a miniature bar, nice like little sill there for drinks and put a couple bar stools and the chalkboards above it with like the cool recessed lighting and you've seen it before I've done a giant bracket like I I, every year I dedicate that wall to the March Madness bracket and I don't play any games with it I just write the bracket and it's the official one I just put the teams through my son and I did a fake one in 2020 because we weren't going to have a year we didn't write a bracket up there and we did a realistic type of of Joe Leonard, dog bracketology. Like we did our best to try to put teams where we thought they'd be. And I'm looking at that thing and it had Kansas, Gonzaga and Baylor as number one seeds. And Dayton of course was the other one that I put in there, but even here to start the season, Colin, it is all about the Zags and all about Baylor.
1: Yeah. I think those are the two really top teams and you put, obviously they're one and two. So yeah, yeah, no that doubt. makes sense. But, um, I I will say real quick that I think West Virginia is legit. I think Mm -hmm. what they got with McBride, Tashimway, yeah. Well. We'll see about that. I don't necessarily agree <laughs> right, yet.
0: Right, I won't. I won't be touting Virginia. Uh, Virginia <laughs> oh lost. Goodness, Villanova man. lost. How about my non-top twenty-five Final Four? Not going as well as Florida State <gasps> Florida. went for me last season. Memphis, is, Memphis. has been taking okay. it on the chin. Yeah, it's been
1: Uh lovely. UConn's been okay. I like Book Knight. He's. he's I think that's yeah, why Book I. Knight. That's he's why great. I picked him. It's got to be somebody that can carry the team outside the top twenty-five. That made the most sense. So, I don't think it's actually going to happen with UConn. But I'm just gonna hope and pray that I'm right on that. Um, but, yeah, I think the team I'm most impressed with, and honestly, it was Gonzaga up until uh, last night. But because I expected so much from Gonzaga, I'll what say... Mean? They
0: lo- they- what do you mean? That was a great win. That's Uh, a great win. No, I'm not
1: saying it's not a great win, but I'm just saying in terms of my expectations of where the two teams were in terms of Baylor and Gonzaga, I was more impressed with Baylor because I really only saw them as more of a one-dimensional team because I was wondering, what are they going to get outside of Jared Butler on the offensive side of the ball? And really, going into this season, I didn't know because last year it was kind of a question. You didn't you didn't have any questions of if they could shut down teams. They could do that last year, and they're gonna do it this year because they pretty much did it to Illinois last night for the most part. well um, they, I, they they shut down their star freshman Adam Miller. They did, and they what they did it really well. And I think Ohio, I know we don't want to talk a whole lot about Ohio State, but I think when you get into the Big Ten and you face Illinois, you're gonna play them twice if you're Ohio State. You should take notes to what Baylor did in that game because what they did is they exposed Kofi Coburn in a lot of pick-and-roll situations. And he's not—he's somewhat athletic, but he's not athletic enough to really recover well in a pick-and-roll situation if he makes a bad move. So I think that is something that I really took away from Baylor. It was a very well-coached team. They played the scheme very well, what Scott Drew wants to do. And they showed that they have an
0: offensive side of them this year that could really propel them. Look, these two teams are both fantastic. They are going to be... Fighting! Oh they're, you, you yeah, could, they're going to be there all year. They're going to they all weekend. year. And they played this weekend. And they played this weekend. It's it's amazing. Which it's kind of exactly why on this podcast we didn't pick either Gonzaga or Baylor to go to the Final Four. It's I did. I picked Gonzaga. You picked Gonzaga. You didn't have both of them, did you? No, I didn't have Baylor. And I'll kinda, See, I will kind of, I
1: kind, I, I mean, quick, uh, irrational reactions. I kind of regret it because if they're going to play oh, that good a defense well, and score like that.
0: But Watch then again, out. then again, we can talk about these teams all year long and how great they are and and really they are, but it's the way this sport is, the tournament that we have is unlike any other and it is just a gauntlet. Even the team that is best all year long can sometimes slip up and not make it to the final four. I mean, we've seen it hundreds of times. But who run back the rest of yours for me? I I know we shared on one of our final four picks. You had the Zags. Yeah, so I went a little top heavy. I went with Zags. I went with UVA. I went with Illinois, who played Illinois. last night. And okay, then I Illinois is your big UConn. 10. Yeah. Yeah. Illinois and UConn. So don't don't take away from the Zags and uh, only a five-point win. Only a five-point win over West Virginia. No, they're a tough uh, matchup
1: for almost everybody. They're yeah. very
0: tough. I thought West Virginia showed you something from their bench. That was nice to see. You had uh, Sherman giving them some points. Uh, uh, Last night, as we're recording to you here on on Thursday, December 3rd, that was a Wednesday night game, week one of College Hoops. Derek Culver is just a monster. He is just a monster in college basketball with everything that he can do for you on both ends of the floor. 18 points, 15 rebounds. You mentioned Shibwe and what you give him there. But Gonzaga, it just seems like seems like there's no limit now with what Mark few can do on the trail and who he can get he's getting this he's getting these USA basketball kids now that are coming up through that pipeline it's amazing and to see just want to make clear very happy to see that Jalen Suggs injury was not serious all of college basketball seemed to stop for a while when he, Looked like he was coming away with a serious lower leg. It was an ankle injury. It looked like it just turned at a, in a nasty kind of way. And I'm sure he's going to be dealing with that for a time here as that thing swells up. But, man, just who who else picks it up? Nemhard, you know, 35 minutes, right? What a fantastic – I mean, he has 19.6 assists and five rebounds as Suggs goes down. You had Ayayi and you had Kisper and Timmy. It's hard to figure out – which one of these Gonzaga players will go down as being the guy for this team because there's so many of them. And then my two cents on the other big game, Baylor and Illinois. Holy cow. I, I mean, you know what we think of the fighting Illini, and they are a deep team, and they are really good, and they can hit you from a lot of different places. You you realize that that kid Frazier, right, Colin? I mean, Frazier. Frazier yeah. Yeah, he's – He's sort of on the back burner now, but when when he's rolling down the court and can just stop and pop a three pointer on the wing and drill that, like you've got you got a guy that can hit the glass, you got a guy with good court vision that can share the basketball. It, it, that's just on top of what you have from Dasunmu and and Adam Miller. And then their front line with Coburn. And we've been talking about Bejan schvali for years, right? And you still get him and the performance he had off the bench. Corbello, another great guard that Illinois has. But I just, I'm so impressed with what Scott drew on the other side of that coin and what Baylor has continued to do the number of dudes that they have. They showed a stat up there, and I know it's very, very early in the season, but when you see four guards, I think all of them were averaging at least 12.5 going into that game. You had uh, Macy Oteague, the transfer, and, and Butler, who are just amazing players. And then what you're getting from Mitchell... And Flagler off the bench, right, who has eighteen in that game. They're they're just incredible. They didn't need anything really from their front line. I mean, but they throw out there basically a four guard lineup. Maybe Vital's a G slash F, kind of an interesting player. Baylor is awesome. The Big Twelve race between Baylor and Kansas will be insane.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I know you're, a Kansas and that's a fan, lot. So you, I know you think that's it's a be lot a tighter. I think, I, I think, <laughs> I think Baylor's got it in the bag, but. God, um, oh no 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 no! I, I no 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 no! I, no. Think, I think
0: it's between no. Baylor and West Virginia. All right, so here since you since you said that, <laughs> oh my God! Between Baylor and West Virginia. So I I can't.
1: I'm not a believer in this Kansas. You
0: you can't throw Kansas out. You cannot throw them out. I know you You were looking for out, but you were looking for answers. You're wondering where it's going to come from. (laughs) Don't dismiss beating Kentucky. I know Kentucky's one and two, and there's there's some mid major flavor action there for why the record is is at that later in the pod, but. Marcus Garrett, look, man, he is the returning national defensive player of the year. So Kansas has that on their side. They have got good balance between their backcourt and their frontcourt. I know you love Ochai Abaji. This guy is a I, I do. I do. He's going to continue to be great.
1: I'm just worried they're too short. Uh, not short, but in terms short of... Short on the bench, right? They're short on the
0: bench. They only yeah, had they, two bench points. they're short points. on the bench. They
1: only had two bench points in that game. And um, when you're running up against a team like a Baylor or a West Virginia that's going to go deep, and especially with Baylor, or not Baylor, West Virginia is going to want to play that Press Virginia defense against you. That gets me a little bit nervous. I, I do believe Kansas third in line right now, but... Uh, it can obviously change here soon. I was just kind of poking fun at you because I know you're a Ku guy, but
0: uh, no, that, I know, I know. I, I will say but that that top three is going to be very competitive. I, I will be honest with you. You know, you've got a phenom freshman there that just needs some time with Bryce Thompson. You've got Grant Foster there. You've got Lightfoot, who is this? Just we've seen him before. Well, you're, br- and you're brushing the, over things the fresh- he can do. You're bro- you're brushing over the freshman that really had the game and Jalen Wilson. No, Jalen Wilson is. He's a technical freshman. J- Look, Jalen Wilson is okay. who I was teasing. He- Jalen Wilson is my guy. He's my All Star of the Week. Who I was teasing in the open of the pod. So let's talk about him. Okay. They win that game because of Jalen Wilson. And this is a guy that was hurt all last year. He takes a redshirt form. He comes back against Kentucky. And by the way, I love how Kansas and Big Blue basically play every single year. That's a clash of college basketball titans that we deserve. The fact that UK and Indiana can't figure this thing back up with the regional matchup they have there, a classic rivalry, is ridiculous. But give me KU and UK all day. Wilson gives you 23 points and 10 rebounds. He had 21 of those in the second half. Kansas was getting killed early in the first. They cut it to like a six-point lead going into the break. They wind up outscoring them 36-27 in the second half, and that was the difference. He was the difference. There was a time there – It was in crunch time, maybe four minutes or less, that last media timeout, where it was showing Jalen Wilson's field goals, and the rest of the Kansas team was two for 20. I mean, have you ever seen anything like that? Literally, one guy in the second half against a top team brought his team back for the win.
1: Yeah, no, the shooting early on, not just for Kansas, but all the blue bloods pretty much has been, I think atrocious is an okay word. I mean, that other game, the Duke-Michigan State game, another game with not a lot of great offense in it. Uh, this is a little bit off topic, but it just feels like it's it's going to be one of those years where, yeah, you might have like a Baylor, you might have a Gonzaga in the Final Four, but I feel like the Blue Bloods as a whole, I don't think are going to get represented a lot in this tournament this year. I, I, I think because they're just not at the level where they've been at within the last 10, 20 years, and they don't have the star power at that level. Yeah. Maybe not yeah. yet, but it's starting to look like y- there's a lot more parity in that middle section of college basketball that could make the runs into the tournament and the Blue Bloods
0: could get picked off. I just, you know me, I got to, I have to stay passionate and it's in my blood too. But (laughs) I feel because of my job, it's so centric around Ohio State that some of that natural passion for the Jayhawks escapes, if you know what I mean. I don't live there anymore. It's been a long time since I've gone to a game at Allen Fieldhouse. It's just, it, it was fun for me. To just jump right back into the pool in, in a big college basketball game. It's right. just everything's so weird. There's no fans. But I I'm trying to lose sight of that. I think you and me both, we just enjoyed this past week of hoops. Like we we know it's gonna be different, but and I think that was a game and it was. The Kansas Kentucky game was one of the few where they put no fake noise. They didn't put any fake noise. Yeah, in it. I didn't I thought that, that was great. Yeah. I enjoyed it. What do you think about that? Yeah, I
1: I mean, I get both sides of the spectrum. I understand people think of it, oh, it's just kind of like a a scrimmage if you don't have the real environment there. But I I think as purest of the game, I think we can accept that part of it and know what's going on and also accept that, You know, we enjoy hearing the noise on the court. We enjoy hearing the talking because we've been in that spot before. We play basketball. We know how it is on the court, and we enjoy hearing that aspect of the game. Yeah, that's what was fun about it.
0: It's natural. You You remember what those noises – like, what's practice like? Practice (laughs) is how you earn – practice is how you earn your place in the sport, right? If you don't get in there – and show your coaches what you're about, you will never play. And so you have to, at some point in your life, show that kind of intensity and emotion on a practice court when no one is watching. And I think that was the, the cool aspect of it, just to hear and see, okay, the fans aren't here, but we're still, this is still Kansas versus Kentucky. This is still, you know, Blue Blood versus Blue Blood. We're competitors. I, we don't throw all that crap out about, oh, this is a game that doesn't matter. I hate hearing that, you know? These are games that are being played. These are young men that get a chance to play the sport that they love and they want to win. Sure, like you're still going to go to the tournament if you're some of these teams, but I hate the dismissing of early season huge games. I loathe that, man. I don't stand for it here at Mad About Hoops. I don't take it. Well, I never really understood why
1: people would think it doesn't matter because we talk it about so We talk so much in the sport how resume games are crucial and especially when you have yes. l- less amount of games this year, you're only playing maximum yes. 25 to 27 games. They just mean that much more. These so actually
0: huge. it goes against the idea itself. These are massive they're always massive. That's what people don't realize. Remember the Buckeyes these last few years? Remember the Buckeyes say that. these last few years with Chris Holtman, you know, sort of uh, trying to take Thad's team and then merge it with what his program is going to be going forward. And it was year two where you had the Caleb Wesson suspension near the end. And y- you don't get in the tournament without a big, true road victory game one at Cincinnati right yeah and some of the other wins they pulled off in November and December
1: yeah I just I wish we could just put the bed that idea right away because I, I don't know why people think that's even logical with this well I get it that it's, it's, ha- not, it's haters man. I get it it's and not, I hate it's not seeing like...
0: them in my feed it's just college basketball haters oh there's no shots being made give me the NBA well then what are you watching it for? These are yeah, amateurs, I okay? Guess, they're all trying to develop and improve.
1: I guess it just really depends on what aspect of the game. If you want no defense and guys just putting up like circus shots and whatnot, yeah, the NBA's for you. But if you want actually yeah. like hard nosed competitive games, and I think the uh high school game kind of ties into college a lot too, because they're very similar. It's very defensive oriented. Uh, and it's on, on offense, it's more of a strategy versus a uh let's see how many shots we can get up.
0: All right, Evil, uh, any other game that you wanted to hit on? If not, let's uh, highlight some of the biggest matchups of the weekend coming up here. Uh, yeah, I, I will say I'm disappointed
1: in Oregon. They lost that game to Missouri. Yeah, that was another I thought team that, that. I thought, Saw that I thought they had a chance in the Pac-12. But, I mean, the Pac-12 always lets us down every year in some way, shape, or form. Uh, we didn't talk about the Texas North Carolina Maui Invitational final. I, I got to give, was...
0: give Shaka. Sh- look, Shaka with hair is not something <laughs> that I love, and I told you this off the podcast, and then you came right back and said, "Well, hey, well, look at yourself," and maybe maybe I will post a picture, but. I feel like most fans of the podcast, they probably didn't know what my hair looked like in the first place, but it's been really, really long, and then I was just trying to hammer Shaka Smart for growing hair out. It's pandemic hair, you know? I, I told myself I'm doing something different this year, and I'm not cutting it until maybe we're out of this thing, so it, was just, it just threw me. He doesn't look like Nick Wright anymore from Fox Sports.
1: Yeah, I, am. Um... I'm I'm actually really impressed with this team because I was tell, telling one of our, oh, yeah. our hosts during the Indiana game. I'm like, I, I just don't know. I don't. This might be the year. This might be the year that Shock is finally out in Texas. But oh, it's
0: what, getting, what, it whatever. was getting close to it that. Was, How it could was, it have not been? You
1: know, you're right because his system must just be hitting home now. Because I mean, the way they're just locking down teams. And I mean, they held North Carolina to a hilariously low shooting percentage in the first half. They held Indiana to 44 points in the semifinal. Like. They're finally starting to embrace the full long term, uh, whatever Shaka Smart's defense, havoc, assi- Havoc's havoc. defense. Yes, the havoc looks a little
0: different at VCU because of I think it's just the conference that you're in and right. the energy that you have to have to to compete all season long. But I mean, let's face it, man, the dude's 90 and 78 at Texas. That's that's not even close no. to his win percentage at VCU, and. I don't know. Like, it depends on who you are, you know, with how, how difficult. But to me, what he was doing at VCU, way more difficult than keeping a, a good-looking win percentage together in the Big 12 with a place like Texas. Because you saw what Rick Barnes had been doing. Rick Barnes just was not getting you any further in the tournament anymore. But as far as his win-loss record and him competing in the Big 12, I mean, did the guy ever not get to 20 wins? <laughs> when you man. talk about Rick I don't think so
1: with with Mac Brown on the football side of things and then Barnes on the basketball side of things Texas has really just bungled up everything regarding their coaching yeah. situations man and, but, and they yeah. probably made the right decision at the time but it's like it just it works in the complete opposite manner that they were hoping for
0: but yeah, good. thanks for mentioning that. Uh, Texas and North Carolina was a, a great game. UNC definitely looks like they're getting back to normal. UNC things with uh, well, Garrison Brooks. And what, what are we calling yeah. normal? Because I, this is another team. Normal as I, I to like living in the top ten.
1: Oh, I don't know if they're closing top 10. in on that. I think they're. I think they're like borderline top fifteen. But uh,
0: well, that, that's that's fine. I mean, you don't, North Carolina. I'm not saying that you. They're better you know, than last year, blood, which is not saying a whole lot, but. It's t- It's a tall ask to say a blue blood has to be in the top five at all points in time. That's just no, not sustainable. You should never see North Carolina get to what happened last year. And that I think is on Roy Williams. And he's been prone to letting that happen to his teams. And I think the way he loses a grip emotionally, we've talked about this before. It hinders the team. It, it doesn't help. He unravels when things go out of control. He's not the best coach at galvanizing a team with adversity. And uh, th- that was poor last year. And we saw him go after his team a lot. Mm. Yeah, and well... He, if he doesn't do that, maybe UNC will be better off for it They this better answer because,
1: like I said, they just lost that game to Texas. And now they get the back-to-back with at Iowa for the Big Ten ACC Challenge. And yeah. then they're going to play Ohio well, State and Cleveland. So, it's Texas like... Texas
0: looks to be a great team. Texas looks to be great, man. With uh, Coleman and Kai Jones and Cunningham, they... I I liked uh, Ramey. Some of these guys they got now they they look like they're turning the corner there. Yeah, but.
1: it's gonna be statement time. I mean, you got Garrison Garrison Brooks and uh, Armando Baycott that you mentioned already. But what is the rest of the team gonna look like and how are
0: they gonna step up? Yeah, they're
1: gonna have to get those answers within the next two games.
0: Yeah, before we take a quick pause, and we're going to hit you with some college basketball encounters at the dentist and some mid-major flavors for the week. Circle games. Let's hit them. Circle games for the rest of the weekend here. You mentioned it. It starts with one versus two. This is insane. Mm -hmm. One o'clock, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Good old Banker's Life. Everything's in Indy, man.
1: Well, we just had that Baylor-Illinois game there last night, and uh, yeah, I'm really interested to see how this turns out because... Gonzaga is what I think they are. And I I expect them to be consistent all year long. I want to see that. Will Baylor keep it up on the offensive side of the ball? If they can do that, like I said earlier in the show, the sky's the limit for that team, but it's really going to depend on how consistent they can be.
0: You actually get a quiet night here. As we're recording on December 3rd supposed to have I want to check back in the next pod with what's going on with the big five in Philly because you and me we love us some big five and the tradition that's there and I visited the palestra last year not for big five but I saw a pen game and it was still special Uh, everything seems to be getting postponed and canceled so we'll check back with that Friday though big one in Wisconsin. We'll see uh, our Ohio State transfer, DJ Carton, try to get a little bit better as he struggled through three games. Number four, Wisconsin, taking on Marquette. That's at Serve, so that's at uh, the Greek Freaks, or hopefully long-term Greek Freaks place with the Milwaukee Bucks. So there's that one, and then the only other one I'm going to circle real quick is Sunday action, Villanova, Texas. You know, a couple of the team we we're okay. just talking about there. So that that's it for me, man. What you, you got? Yeah, anything else? Uh,
1: no, I'm just interested. I um, I want to see how Villanova bounces back. Um, you mentioned Kansas and North Dakota State, right?
0: Yeah, it's kind of North inter- Dakota eh. State. Nah, that's not I, South Dakota. State. I, I thought. I, yeah, I kind of got. Mixed yeah, it's up not there for the, a second. it's not the Jacks, That's the Bison. <laughs> yeah. um, People dogging on the Jacks, too. Like they're nothing. I,
1: I mean, come on. it's not really interesting, but I I just. I'm wondering when Georgia Tech's gonna pull the plug on past year. Is it gonna be the entire season and I'm just gonna let it ride out? But I mean he's got he's gotta face K- uh, Kentucky on Sunday.
0: Get him out of there. Yeah. Get him out of there. He's been an embarrassment before. I mean and with he, the scandals even, at Memphis. With, and, yeah, with yeah. the scandals and then on, on a lighter note, but I still hate him for it. He's one of these anti golf guys. He's one of these commenters oh, yeah? about how Yeah, you never you never saw that? Like if you no. can't be on his staff if you don't if you play golf. He's anti golf. I mean, come on, man! Like he says, that. it takes too much time. It takes guys off the trail. It means you're not a hard worker if you're spending too much time on the golf course. Look, we're not the we're not the president or anything like that. To where we're gonna get hammered for playing a little golf? It's a it's a gentleman's game. It's a tough game. It takes strong willpower. You have to have mental toughness to be a great golfer. That shows positive human traits if you can handle a sport like golf. And Josh just just brushes it off. So screw him. He's never allowed on the pod, and he should be fired. <laughs>
1: I, I will say last thing, though, b- because I don't know when we'll be back together again, but the, uh, Big Ten ACC Challenge Tuesday night is when it starts, and it is loaded. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't wait for that to come out. And then on top of that, you've got the start of the Big East Big 12 battle, and I know you're going to be paying attention. I mean, you're t- you're going to be glued to the TV that day because you're have Kansas Creighton. and Creighton. Kansas, Creighton.
0: You're right. Yeah, so maybe if we don't get back until Wednesday or so, we can get a little uh, post-mortem or post-game coverage of some of those great games early into uh, the next week of college hoops but yeah that's that's going to be some fantastic stuff so thank you for pointing those out evil we'll take a quick pause here and then two more things left to do some very interesting tales that you and i have had uh, at at the dentist office and a couple of mid-major flavors to award for this episode episode 28 of mad about hoops will continue
1: Uh, it's pretty crazy where you can finally run into people these days. Oh, Whether yeah. It's the grocery store, the mall, like you said, or in some cases, at the dentist's office. Tim, what, is, what does dentist. that mean?
0: I don't, I don't know. It means that we're all human, and even people connected to big-time college basketball have to go to the dentist.
1: Well, yeah, that's a good point.
0: And things might happen. You might get to run into some people. And be blown away by crazy stories. You 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 go first. I want to hear your dentist story. There's really not a whole Who lot of it?
1: yeah. There's really not a whole lot of story to it because I left the guy alone. I mean, it's it's 7 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, and the guy's driving 90 miles from uh or 90 minutes up from Athens, Ohio. But it was mm. head coach of the Ohio Bobcats, Jeff Bowles, uses the Buckeye. Uh, yeah, Jeff he Bowles. uses the same dentist office as me, and I was kind of blown away when I first saw it. But yeah, he's that's uh, some commitment to wake up before. I'm assuming around 5 a.m. to drive all the way up to Columbus and uh, get your teeth cleaned.
0: Yeah, well, I say Buckeye. He was on Thad Mata's staff for seven years. He played at Ohio. That's right. He's he's a Bobcat slash Buckeye right there. And uh, that's, you know, the the thing that I loved is when I asked, because we can throw Ohio, we'll actually give them some love here in a minute as a mid-major flavor for what they almost did. Great performance against Illinois and man is jason preston the real deal the that's yeah. what you love about college basketball when you actually get a look at a guy like that who's a junior and you say what happened? You know, like where, where did they miss on him? How is he this good? He's averaging twenty one seven and eight right now, so that's insane. But when I asked you about Jeff Bowles, I was like, man, we got to get Jeff Bowles on the podcast. He's in Ohio. He would do it. He would. love it. He's a it. good
1: character. Yeah. You he'd said, be good. And then
0: you just equipped right back to me. All right, I'll, I'll talk to him when I'm at the dentist. <laughs> just like assuming that you're go a you're going back to the dentist very soon, and b that Jeff Bowles would automatically be. at at the dentist the same day as you i don't even think you knew what you were saying but the fact that how you threw that out there like your dentist buddies now was hilarious to me
1: no it's uh yeah, i was <laughs> i was i was blown away too but um no yeah he's I, i've heard him talk plenty of times before he'd be a, a great guy to have on and that team yeah and what you were saying with preston the story behind the kid i i don't think it's just that a lot of people miss on him. almost everybody missed on him even his own high school so it's uh yeah, I That's I don't his even own high school, when yeah. when I heard the story and how he was like playing on a prep team and he was on the C League team of that prep league and and it was just like it almost seems like, impossible huh? yeah. to do
0: what he did. It's amazing. I mean, it's so I mean, the the big giant mid major flavor of the week, uh, Mr. Preston there with the Ohio Bobcats. Absolutely, keep it going, man. I know he was preseason first team, but he is. Before long, going to be a runaway for player of the year in the MAC. So that is awesome. That's really cool. My encounter at the dentist. You will love this. And I, I kept this hidden from you. I told it before. It's going to come rushing back to you who, who this was. It, it, this was actually a pretty big time. This was... This was six degrees to Coach K kind of stuff, big time. Okay. So I'm at the dentist in Hilliard, Ohio, and I'm just doing a normal teeth cleaning, right? And so huh. you got the dental hygienist that does the bulk load of that work, and we love them. We love those people. And then the dentist comes in for like five seconds at the end and just tells you pretty much if you have to get you know drilled or not by, you know, with, with a follow-up. Which, sadly, this time around evil, I gotta go back. I got a nice little 8 a.m. on Friday, December 4th, so be be thinking of me. Everybody be thinking of me when I'm gonna get some fillings fixed. No cavities, just some old fillings fixed. So I got the dental hygienist there, and she's actually very good about talking to me when I don't have the utensils in my mouth. She was very good about that. It would be like a little like friendly chit-chat when we're like in between stuff. And we got to talking about what I did, like she asked me about the job, how, uh, I was getting really excited for college basketball season and just out of nowhere evil. She says oh that's cool like my, my son plays basketball and then I just friendly you know asking oh that's cool how old is he you know is, does he play high school and she's like actually he's he's a good player and he's he's going to play in college and I said wow like that's great you know I don't care what level that's just cool or just talking about her son she's proud of him mm-hmm. and I asked like where, where's he going to go <laughs> and she says Duke. <laughs> Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay, I've heard of that. Yes, Duke basketball. I I say, you know, a little little bit about me. I actually lived in Raleigh, Durham, and part of my job for the radio station was going to a lot of, of the Duke games and covering the team. So I've been to Cameron Indoor a lot. It's amazing. And I said, uh, who is your who is your son? You know? And she said, Gary Trent. And I said, oh wow. I said, I know him, <laughs> or I've heard of him. You know, I've not wow. met him, but. I follow some of this stuff. I'm not huge into the basketball recruiting arm. I love mm-hmm. more of the, the college-level sport itself. But, yes, I had heard of Gary Trent. So there you go, EBC. Yeah, Randomly, no. I had Gary Trent's mother was my dental hygienist. I think her and... I think Gary was in Minnesota, though. Yeah, if so that they were. They were based correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they,
1: they were based out of Minnesota, and I remember the time of his recruitment. That like Ohio State was a big player in it because of the connection with Thad Matta and Ohio State. Like he was really considering sure. coming yep. to Ohio State. Yep,
0: we t- we joked about that.
1: A yeah, little bit. that's incredible. And now, his dad's the Shack of the
0: Mac. Now that makes me a little bit more salty that he didn't come to Ohio State because he already had people here, and his mom was here. in Yeah, and I don't know if she moved. I. I think there was some talk. I, I don't see her around the office anymore. I think she might have uh, gotten up and moved to be maybe in Carolina for the big sure. season, and now he's doing his things. He's still with the Blazers? With I the trail thought Blazers? he was. Don't hold me to it, yeah. I think he's going to be a good player. I think before long he'll be a good player. But, uh, man, this, this has been good. It's been a fun one. It'll be uh, great to to do more pods. I, the, la, I One more mid-major flavor. You got to give it up for the San Francisco Dons, man. The fighting Bill Russells and Jamari yeah, Bouye. Wow. <laughs> I just picture the great Stu Scott like having fun with a Jamari Bouye highlight. Jamari Bouye with a booyah That was great. Knocking off Virginia, one of our Final Four teams.
1: Yeah, that's an issue, man, with Virginia. Is <laughs> you had it last year. You didn't really think they were at the top of the cream of the crop last year because they didn't have the offensive side of the ball. And this year, you thought they were going to be a little bit better with Hauser and Hoff, um, but... Yeah, when they go cold, man, they are cold, and you can't really rely on that defense to save you. But uh, I know I talked to a couple of guys here in Columbus at our station, and I brought up the old uh, transitive property of sports. Mm-hmm. Pretty much saying that now. Oh, yeah. San Francisco beat <laughs> Virginia. But San Francisco lost to UMass Lowell, and UMass Lowell lost to Ohio State. By that measure, Ohio State would beat Virginia. We're Final
0: Four. Yeah, we're Final Four team.
1: Final Four team, exactly.
0: And the Buckeyes had a couple, uh, in the last 10 years, close games with Virginia in the ACC. They did, yes. Big Ten Challenges. I remember they went to the JPJ and fought hard. It was one of those like classic low-scoring games. They fought hard, and it was like a four- or five-point game or something like that, but it was awesome. How'd, uh, how'd we do for the short attention spanners? What'd we give them, like 40 to 45 minutes here well, in we're about episode 28? 35 36. Yeah, that's so we're, not bad. we're on a good pace. That's about what we were trying to hit. <laughs> I mean, again, these are going to be fast and furious. We know people don't have a lot of time in their days. And so, there's just so much turnover. Yeah, that's a good range. There's so much turnover
1: in the sport in general. And because we have so many big games coming on this weekend, Big Ten ACC Challenge next week. Uh Big East, Big Twelve. Like there's so much in a short amount of time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, man. Uh, we're we're gonna try. We're we're looking to get a buddy of ours who covers everything Ohio State basketball. We got a top twenty five team. You guys know we we work at the station here in Columbus, Ohio, ninety seven point one the fan. We wouldn't just shove you know, 36 minutes of Buckeye basketball down your throats if it wasn't warranted. But they are a top 25 team. They've won their games, and they got a couple of big dog games coming up. They're going to be playing Notre Dame and North Carolina. So we'll get to see what we got, and we think we got a dark horse team that should compete in a really, really crowded Big Ten. So we'll look to get Adam Jardy from the Columbus Dispatch on, and uh, you'll love him. You'll love him, more more so than just Buckeye basketball, also just why he loves the game and – uh, places it's taken him covering a team So that'll be great look for that coming up and look for Jeff Bowles also for the Ohio Bobcats coming up on a future pod And we should get Jalen Crutcher as well For Dayton <laughs> we talked to uh, well, we've, Yeah we've we already talked had to Landers a so, I We mean, had Landers we had Trey last Season so we should keep it going Crutcher is a Fantastic player man, man Yeah I like good. him
1: and I like the uh, Pickerington kid E.B. Watson So we, that would be uh, yeah, yeah, be he's great.
0: Too. He is great too alright man Happy basketball watching Happy basketball watching to you. Yes, it's going to be a really good weekend of it. Yep, it will be. So everybody, tell your friends if they want some more College Hoops coverage. We appreciate you listening, whatever podcast platform it is on. And uh, please give the thing a little uh, rating and a nice review. We certainly appreciate it. This has been Mad About Hoops.